Terry Miller. <laughs> and then we have Doug with us today, too. Again. Don't forget about him. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hello. Paul. Yeah. Paul. One second, you talk about <laughs> your week so I can bring up all my notes and stuff. Uh, your notes. Um, what my week was pretty. Uh, it kind of sucked. It kind of sucked, but other than that, it was pretty chill. It was just, it was a week. It was, we'll leave it at that. It was a week. That's what you're going with. Yeah, it was a week. I made some healthy food, salads, and I still managed to eat healthy. And I'm watching my mom's dog, and he's awesome. And I've caught up on Criminal Minds. So there's... Sweet! Balto is trying to get in here. Uh, caught up on Criminal Minds. That's, that's or a caught up, kind of, Not caught up to the new season, but like, I'm catching, I should say, I watched... I basically, by that, I mean I've been binge-watched Criminal Minds. Like, that's what I mean. <laughs> I caught up. I meant I've been watched. <laughs> binge-watched. Um... I said caught up because my boyfriend is like a season and a half ahead of me. Oh, okay. I'm like getting close, closing that gap. If I go in and out this mic, I'm having a handheld mic and I'm struggling with it because I keep turning my head. Terry called it. So if you hear my voice coming in and out, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she said that she wasn't going to have that issue. She wasn't going to fidget because she has her laptop in her lap. But now it's a baton, so she's just waving it yeah, around. Yeah, it's a little bit different. It's a different type of she's like, OCD. Hey, I'm Stacy. Woo! Hey, what? <laughs> um, it's weird. I used to know some girls that did baton twirling. <laughs> the random comment. Didn't you say it was a baton? Yeah. But <laughs> well, it just reminded me. I mean, it wasn't that random. Just... I didn't expect it to spark a story or anything. I mean, that's not really a story. It's just. No, this is gonna be bad. Talk. We should have gotten the other microphone. No, it's fine. I got it. I'm okay. setting myself up. That time in All gym right. class? <laughs> no, it was not in my gym class. They did it like um like how some girls would do dance class and stuff like that. Like they did professional baton twirling. Oh, okay. Which is kinda cool. They probably have ripped ass arms. Yeah. Anyway, so how was Tennessee. I kept wanting to say Jamaica for some really weird reason. I almost said it twice. I don't know. I must really want to go somewhere tropical. Yeah, mm. you must really want to go to Jamaica. My mom texted me today and was like, we should go to Costa Rica for Christmas this year. I was like, I can't even think about that right now. It is January. <laughs> like, I just, I'm like, I love you, but I just can't. Not right now. She's like, Christmas 2020. <laughs> wow, way to bring that up real quick. 
So Tennessee was awesome. We Doug and I went down to Tennessee. You drove, right? Yes, we drove. And uh I got to meet his friends and it's also his cousin Karen's friends. Uh Jackie and Jennifer. Beautiful people. Very nice. That's and nice. uh oh and shout out to D'Angelo for letting us use his room. <laughs> Thanks, D. <laughs> Love you, man. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we had a blast. We went. We left Friday around what two thirty? Yeah, yeah, around two thirty because my dumbass was running late, <laughs> and we drove down to Tennessee. What time did you get there? We got there. It was uh, like eleven. I yeah, fucking was, hate this handheld yeah. situation. <laughs> <laughs> there was really heavy traffic to slow us up. We lost at least an hour. So wait, what time did you? I'm sorry. What time did you say you got down there? 11. Yeah, right. Oh, 11. so it's like eight hours? Yeah, it's yeah. normally seven hours, but it took eight. Traffic. <laughs> so uh, we got down there and we met up with Jackie and Jen, and they have friends down there. Of course, they live down there, but um, that we met uh, David, Billy, Shelby, and Rochelle. And they were cool people. And we hung out with them for a bit and then went to bed. Riveting story. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was like, what? Saturday, we get up and we go to the distilleries. Oh, that's fun. So there's a lot of distilleries down Mo- there. Moonshine hopping. Yeah, moonshine. That's right up my alley. I like to go to like wine tastings and distilleries mm-hmm. and breweries and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. If you ever go down... Um, I have family that lives in Tennessee so that, that I haven't seen, like, my step-family, basically. And then I would like to go down and see them. Yeah. Um, so I should come with you. Okay. Well, we're going back down in August. Well, I got to go see my friend Krista in South Carolina before I do anything. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to try to do that in April. Okay. Um, but that's the first thing I got to do. And I got to get my brakes fixed before I do anything. But mm. I want to. How far is South? Like, how far is South Carolina's? I know they're like kind of the same distance, right? Eight hours, but they're probably yeah. like once more. It south depends. Than the other. Yeah, it depends on where you're going to. Yeah. You know, because Tennessee's a long state. Yeah. It's actually the only state surrounded by eight states. Oh shit! It borders eight different states. Oh my god! That's how big it is. So yeah. So where did you go? The the eastern part of Tennessee. Yeah, Kingsport. Toward the northeast. Okay. Yeah, I don't right. have no idea what part my cousins live in. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. But now that I'm thinking about what Tennessee looks like on a map, it is really, like, it is long. You think about that. You can drive through Delaware in two hours. Yeah. The whole state of Delaware. Yeah. So we um, went to the distilleries, and it was pretty cool. It's actually really awesome to, like, see. Do they do, like, a history tour thing? Really, like, tell you about how it's made or whatever? The first one did a little tour. The other ones didn't really. It was just a tasting? Yeah, it was just a tasting. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the best part. (laughs) Yeah, and um, I got a shot glass at every single one. Oh, that's awesome. I should have told you to get me a shot glass because my mom always gets me shot glasses. Like, we have a little collection. Yeah. I should have told you to get me Mm. one. Damn it. Well, when you go down, you can get one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and then Saturday night we went to a club 
We saw a drag show. Oh, I saw pictures of that. Which was awesome. Yeah, we'll put pictures up on the podcast Facebook. We loved you, Gianna. Yeah, we met Gianna. Is that the the girl in the pictures? Yeah, with Doug and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, she rocked. She was awesome. Definitely the best one there. Yeah. And uh, then we went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> then we got up <laughs> again Sunday. Did you drive him on Sunday? No. You stayed till Monday? Stayed till Monday. We drove him on Monday. On Sunday, we I slept till 4.30. Jesus. Terry. And then... My God. Although I'm not surprised... Oh, hey, um, Doug, can I ask you a personal question? Anything. How do you feel about Terry's extremely loud snoring? I asked him to go see his doctor because <laughs> he stops breathing sometimes at night and I, I think know. there's an issue. It's so scary. Yeah. I remember the one time he fell asleep downstairs in the living room. I swear to God, he scared the piss out of me and Deuce because he was <laughs> so loud. I was like... <gasps> <laughs> yeah, you really need to go see someone. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I'm doing an at-home sleep study. Really? Yeah, it's oh, that's interesting. Way. My grandmother did a bunch of sleep studies. She has some weird sleep apnea stuff going on, too. But I just thought it was so funny that, like, the one to, like every time we, we all get drunk at the house, you fall asleep in the living room. Like, yeah. we can hear you all night. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's not. Oh, I didn't mean to make fun of you. It's like, in love. All in love. I think it's hilarious. It's a medical condition. Don't medical conditions shame me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, back to my story now that Stacy really broke my heart. Now that Terry like shook the house from till 4.30 in the afternoon on Sunday. She's like, oh my god, is it an earthquake? Yeah, you know, that's what your family was probably saying. They're like, whoa, my he- god. He really wasn't snoring there, I think, because of the altitude and the oh, mountains. Yeah? I think it really helped because it opened up my sinuses. I could breathe better down there. I know. I breathe like shit up here. So I he actually didn't snore there. that much there. That's good. You know, yeah. so it has to be something here. Yeah. And maybe they can figure out what it is and help him. Yeah, it definitely well, has to be pressure because like I, I can feel it. Every day here and it sucks. So I can totally believe that. Yeah. Yeah, and I get like pressure headaches all the time here too. Yeah, like I can feel it all the time. Like it's definitely pressure in my mm-hmm. head. Like yeah. something is causing pressure that's interesting now that it's drier yeah and if it means we yeah Yeah. well well kind of yeah kind of sort of more west (laughs) yeah more west than here and if the doctors don't find anything we just move south yeah Yeah. take care of your issue you know i know with my arthritis i want to move somewhere warm maybe when i'm older I'm already so old now. No, but seriously, like when I retire, I'll probably definitely move somewhere warmer. Even though I love Maryland. I will. I, yeah. I I'm not even in Maryland. What am I even saying? I like East Coast. I like the variety of East Coast weather. That's what I like. Yeah. I like that it's warm and cold and you can get, you have kind of all four seasons for the most part. Yeah. But. So... Uh, then Sunday, once I woke up at 4.30 in the afternoon, we went over to Shelby's, Rochelle's. Okay, so you went to his friend's house. David and Billy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they all live together. So I was trying to give them all credit for living there. Uh, I didn't want to place shame them. Place shame? <laughs> you know, like where they rested and that's where they rest their head. You know what I mean? Wanted to give them all credit for taking care of that home. 
god. Okay, so after you went there. <coughs> no, we went there and uh, we ate dinner and kind of like family dinner type style thing. Aww, and then cute. we played uh, Cards Against Humanity. Aw, cute. And then. Yeah, just let me add that Saturday while we were moonshine hopping, him and Shelby were in the back seat becoming besties. Oh, yeah. And they got like really close, and I like that. Because they're so cute together. They're like... Exactly. They're really good friends. Yeah, yeah, they're they're family, basically. You know? That's good. That's good. Well, it sounds like you uh, had the best time. So, can I tell a story? Sure. I don't care. It's your fucking podcast. Our fucking podcast. Thank you. So, when we were were down in uh, Tennessee, and Sunday night, uh, Jen and Jackie have a daughter named April and she has a girlfriend named Jade. Wow, that's so, a lot of Jays. Jen, Jackie, Jade. And yeah. April. <laughs> 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 so uh we're uh they come they came over to the house and was, you know, playing a game with us and when Jade sat down, she was chewing her gum like Do you see all that we for chewing my shit so loud? I was trying to ignore it, <laughs> but I was drinking. And you know when you're drinking and everything just magnifies in your head. <laughs> just want a backhander and also face and be like, chew your gum normal. Yeah, so I said probably like two or three times, like anything that comes out of my mouth, I apologize for now. I have been drinking, and when I drink, things come out of my mouth, and sometimes it's harsh. This girl kept fucking doing it and I looked at her and I said bitch you chew your gum like that one more time I'm gonna smack it out your mouth (laughs) and everybody just got quiet (laughs) and I was just like like I didn't think anything of it at first until like I noticed that like she was upset and then Doug had explained like she has anxiety being around groups of people and then I kind of felt bad You're so like, that damn I, I'm that drunk asshole that just yelled at this poor girl yeah and then but I mean I moved past it but also learn to chew with your mouth shut yeah <laughs> I mean learn how I to mean, chew gum it has like that's the case dudes is always telling me sometimes like I chew though with my mouth closed and it's so loud and sometimes he'll turn around and yell at me to close my mouth and my mouth is closed and he's like how are you so fucking loud all the time (laughs) just me alright so since uh, Jade I totally feel your pain group suck it's okay girl (laughs) but chew with your mouth closed alright so since we went to Tennessee and had a blast. Wait, wait, what's going on? I got 10 random Tennessee facts for you. Oh, awesome. Right. So Tennessee is tied for the state with the most borders. Tied, bitch. Tied. tied. What's the go. other one? The you second. don't know your Tennessee trivia, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so the two states with the most state borders are Tennessee and Missouri, which is one of the eight states Tennessee touches. 
The other seven are Kentucky, Virginia, North Carolina, Arkansas, Georgia, Mississippi, and Alabama. I didn't even know that. Tennessee Lake was created by an earthquake. Real Foot Lake, located in Lake and Obion counties, was created by a series of violent earthquakes on the New Madrid fault fault zone in the late 1811 and early 1812. According to the State Encyclopedia. Number three. Kingston was the state capital for exactly one day. Kingston, Tennessee? Yes, ma'am. Tennessee has ten state songs. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ten state songs? I mean, that's a little extra. Don't you think? Maybe just... Is it just me? Or is it a little extra? Yes, yeah. please. Well, they started this in 1925, so... There's just some... Well, is Tennessee a big music state? Yeah, it's got Nashville, Bill. Oh, well, yeah. that's why, probably. Yeah. That's why they have ten songs. There's a bunch of musicians probably couldn't decide. They're all like, no! <laughs> Tennessee is the birth state of the tow truck. Aside from the White House, Graceland is the most visited home in the country. Graceland? What is Graceland? Elvis Presley's mansion. Oh my god, I feel real stupid for not knowing that. We should make that part of the trip next time. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys didn't go. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Graceland. Of all southern states, Tennessee provided the most soldiers to the Union. Coca-Cola owes much of its success to Tennessee. Mini golf was patented in the volunteer state. And last but not least, Tennessee has a few weird speed limits. <laughs> According to Google Maps, a street in Collierville has a speed limit of 19 miles per hour, while Trenton has multiple signs that are 31 miles per hour. That's so weird. <laughs> mm. So, 19 miles per hour. Yeah, 19 miles per hour. And some 31 miles per hour. I kind of want to drive through the town now and go like 20 miles an hour. I wonder if anyone, like any cops, 20 just miles like get out of the point. Six miles an hour? You're like, you're five miles over the I could walk faster. Prove it. Yeah, that's true. You probably could walk faster than 90 miles yeah. per hour. Everybody tells me to slow the hell down because I'm walking too fast. So, Dougie, how was your week? Uh, it was amazing. I love Tennessee. It's my second time down there, and it's not going to be my last. I mean, I would love to one day live down there somewhere, especially around Dolly World. I'd love to own a bed and breakfast, you know. Oh, that's cute. That's a cute dream. I love that idea. It's a lot of work, though, not to... Yeah. That's like, I've wanted to do something similar, but like, I'm too lazy to learn a better breakfast, 100%. At least she's honest. Yeah. For real. I would do the cooking though. Could I guess chef? Yeah, that like. Would be, that would be <laughs> the level of commitment I would want. I want to guess chef yeah, at anytime. a breakfast on weekends that I choose for a free day. <laughs> <laughs> That's my idea. Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, I think because there's so much to do, I like that. You know? Get a little routine going. I would love it. There is a lot to do down there. 
and it's beautiful. But I mean, my my biggest thing about Tennessee was this: I felt like I could breathe better. Ooh, sorry, Terry. I knocked And the people are nicer. Oh, you mean okay. people are more likely to engage you in conversation or not think you're weird for talking to them first. How's the tolerance? You know down what I mean? There? For what? For um, like LGBT. Oh, it's a Good. lot different down there. A lot different. I mean, there's like. Well, I mean, I feel like I, I grew mean, up in the city, which is pretty tolerant, and most cities are tolerant. But growing up around here in rural Pennsylvania, I can imagine yeah. it was probably a bit challenging. I mean, I that, there's still, like, the issue of people not agreeing with it and stuff like that. Like, I'm not saying, like, it's completely squashed down there. But I'm just, yeah, wondering but, from a different perspective from going from somewhere on the East Coast to a little bit more towards the middle United States, if, you, yeah. if there was a notable, if noticeable difference. Yeah, it's just, like, I feel like there's more of, like, a, the communities are more of Just generally closer and uplifting? Yeah. They, yeah. they gen like um, Jen and Jackie were uh, d- explaining to us that you know there's the church that they go to, they're accepting of everybody mm-hmm. and of lesbians, anybody in the LGBTQ community. I mean, I shouldn't really just specify lesbians, but anybody in that community is welcome, and it's not an issue of who you are. Because, I mean, contrary to popular belief, LGBTQ people, they still believe in God. They can still believe in God. It's not like once you come out of the closet or something, you stop. There's only a subset of... There's only a subset of Christians who believe that, you know what I mean, that the Lord is... has anti... or is yeah like homophobic yeah is what i'm trying to say i would say the vast majority of christians believe that their god is all accepting i mean i'm a christian and i believe that my god is all accepting i believe that the bible has to be taken with a real grain of salt because it was written by man and it was edited by the people in power and I mean, yeah. one of the St. John's, what is it, St. James, St. John's Bible or whatever. I mean, that version of the Bible is called that because, or King James Bible. That's why I said yeah. King James. The King James Bible is called that because a king edited it. And that's why that version of the Bible is called that. So yeah. I highly doubt that, I mean, I just don't think that the God that I believe in would be uh like wouldn't be accepting of everyone yeah I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. and i mean i think that a lot of with that whole thing is a lot of a lot of that stuff starts becoming contradictory because you know you, you hear one person say it that's like a bible thumper and they're like god loves everybody god loves everyone equally but he hates gays Okay, so he loves everybody equally, but he hates gays. So, I mean, I think a lot of people just want to believe what they want to believe. But Doug and I are gay, and we're still we're still Christians. I like, guess. We still well, I was just thinking, and not to, I don't want to be prejudiced against the South. So I, don't, I guess I don't mean that when I say what I'm going to say. But I was just thinking, 
I personally would not want to risk moving somewhere very south or southern because it has a history of being intolerant and very conservative and not very liberal. And I don't mean in the political sense, really. I mean more like the moral value sense. Um, And I just don't know if, you know, I want to surround myself with people who have grown up thinking that way whether you know society or not I you know what I mean there's just like like you just said people are friendlier down in Tennessee you know some people I actually just talked to my psychiatrist who moved up here from I forget what state she was in but she said one of the things that surprised her the most is that people up here just are not as friendly as they are back from where she was from she's like people wave here she waves to people and stuff here which is a completely normal social activity and people like look at her strangely and she said that's been like a really big culture shock for her um and then another thing she said is um but down her way or where she's from that no one because there's not a lot of people around and it is kind of rural no one has the patience for lines up here she said everyone stands in lines, nobody seems to mind, there's lines in the grocery store, lines are this, there, and the other. She said, if it was back home, people would be thrown a fit about lines. And I just thought that was so, you know, that's so interesting. And, like, if I was her, I don't know if I could be living in the north, which would feel probably a little stuffy and stuck up compared to what she's used to, which is, like, the warm friendliness, you know? And just, like, I don't know if I could live somewhere that was super conservative because I'm used to being around major cities like Philadelphia and Baltimore City and D.C. And there's a lot of, like, you get introduced to a lot of different cultures, a lot of different food groups, a lot of different things being that close to the city versus being, like, maybe somewhere south. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm no, and I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that it's, it, like, it's you being judgmental when you say that. Because yeah. I was just you, curious if you noticed a different, like, just if you notice the difference. Yeah. I mean, I I think that everybody feels that way, that the South is more conservative with their views. Mm-hmm. But from my experience from a visitor into the state of Tennessee and that small portion that I was in, in that portion that I was in, they were very, like, Community you like, do you. Oh, that's great. Type of thing, that. like I mean, you're still yeah, gonna have your just people. Like everywhere is gonna, every state is gonna have their neighborhoods and stuff that are like that and are not like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, most definitely. But that's awesome. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you got to see what was the name of the dra- what was the name of the place that you saw the drag show? New beginnings. New beginnings. Yeah. Yeah, new beginnings. So everyone check out New Beginnings in Tennessee. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> awesome club. All right. Yeah, it was fun. So how are you going to weird us out today, Terry? So I'm going to weird you out by talking about moons. <laughs> moons. <laughs> I love it. Are so, we going to talk about the phases of the moon? No, I'm not going that detailed. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to talk about one of the phases of the moon. Astronomy experts are saying in 2020, we will have two super moons and a blue moon giving a total of 13 moons in the year. Mm-hmm. Those remaining 10 moons will be ordinary full moons. So two super moons, a blue moon, and 10 regular moons. Regular full moons, yes. Regular full moons. I don't even know if I know the difference between a super moon and a blue moon. I'm going to 
tell you. <laughs> the blue moon will occur on Halloween 2020, and that means October will have two full moons in the month. Oh, man, that's Please, awesome. There's a blue moon on Halloween. What does that mean? So a blue moon occurs once or two, once every two or three years and are even more rare on Halloween. After 2020, the next blue moon will be 2039. Oh, wow. And it is actually blue in color. Oh, okay. So that's exciting. That was Cash. See, he doesn't usually bark, but when he does, it's a big, loud, deep one. So a super moon... Is... (laughs) A super, a super moon is a moon that becomes full when their orbits are closer than average to Earth, making them appear to be slightly bigger and as much as 30% brighter than ordinary full moons. Yeah, so that's when it just like looks really freaking huge and orange. Yeah, it looks like it's extremely close. Yeah. So on January 10th, it has wolf moon down on this calendar. Was that that really pretty orange moon that we had? Because yeah. remember I commented and said that uh, it's too late for a harvest moon? Yeah. It was really pretty orange. Yeah, that was the wolf moon. Hold on, I'm looking this up. What's a wolf moon? It says a wolf moon is a nickname given to a full moon in January. Where the nickname comes from is unclear. It won't turn you into a werewolf, though. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Thank I kind of want to be. so worried Dang about it. that. <laughs> so apparently it's a full moon in January. So maybe if it was a full supermoon in January, mm. that's what made it super googling. So su- so what, you would call it a super wolf moon? <laughs> Wait, can you just call that one like a werewolf? A dire wolf moon. <laughs> <laughs> so February 9th, there will be a snow moon. March 9th, a worm moon. Okay, so are these just names of moons in their month? Like any full moon in March is a worm moon? I think so. Oh my god. April 7th is a pink moon. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> May 7th is a flower moon. These are some silly names. June 5th is a strawberry moon. July 5th is a buck moon. Okay, who decided that there needed to be names for the full moons of every month? But wait, what's February is that? Oh, that's fine. February is a snow moon. Oh, lovely. When is the snow moon of February? Does it say? February 9th. Do I have to repeat myself 200 times? You didn't say it, did you? Yes, I did. February 9th, snow moon. Well, I was hoping it was on the 29th, which is my birthday. It's not. (laughs) It isn't. All right, leap your baby. Damn. So, August 3rd is the Sturgeon moon. September 2nd is the Corn moon. (laughs) October 1st is the Harvest moon. Okay, October 31st is the blue moon. November 30th is the beaver moon. December 29th is the cold moon. The cold moon. I like that. That's nice. Some mm-hmm. of them have some funky names. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> I like mine, though. Snow moon. But October's cool because if you're in October and you're born on the 31st and you have a special moon onto yourself. Yeah. Balloon My sister was born the 31st. Oh, nice. So, moving right along. 
I like people that have those tattoos and the moon faces. I think they're cute. I know they're like oh, basic yeah. and everything, but I like I like really enjoy that. I've seen some creative ones. I know they're really awesome. I've seen ones that have been incorporated with Harry Potter. Oh, nice. cool. Yes. So, I want to tell you about Midnight Alchemy. Oh, tell me. So, Midnight Alchemy is all-natural products that make you feel better. Oh, is it a brand? Yes, it's his oh. cousin's brand. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were really about to tell me about some, like, ritual from the 1800s called Midnight <laughs> Alchemy, and you're about to be like... In England, <laughs> old medicine doctors used to practice midnight alchemy. Well, these these are things that were handed down through our family. Okay, they were all natural. But I was so prepared for like a history lesson. Then you're like, they're all natural. I was like totally thrown off. Okay, you got to so. keep that mic in front of your mouth. Sorry, midnight alchemy. What is it? Not all natural products that make you feel better, using nothing but non-GMO, gluten-free, and non-animal tested products. I personally have used the pain relieving balm and it is amaze balls. It starts working after about 10 minutes and makes you feel so much better. All night alchemy products are hand created by Karen Jones, one awesome human being that cares about making you feel better. For more information and to order, follow Midnight Alchemy on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Midnight Alchemy 42. Midnight Alchemy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 423. Shit, I fucked that up. That's okay. Say it again. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Midnight Alchemy 423. Okay. Midnight Alchemy, the power of healing naturally. I love it. Sounds like we have a real sponsor. Ooh, yeah. We're sponsored by Midnight Alchemy. <laughs> Use promo code Delta. No, don't. It's not real. Don't use promo code Delta. You won't get 15% off. <laughs> you will not get anything off. Um, so, yeah, I asked her permission to share that, and she said yes. Well, now I really want to know the history of alchemy, so you better do that next time. You better, oh, okay. like, do alchemy next time and talk about alchemy, because you that was what I was expecting, and I don't appreciate the... <laughs> Okay. I don't appreciate being uh, slighted with information. All right. The teeth. Read that. Was rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, How rude. These questions, I swear to God. She needs. Okay, I love her to death, but she's got to come up with questions that are easier to answer on the fly, man. These are hard. What is the dumbest thing you argued with a close friend or family member about? Excuse me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Cell phones off. No. Uh, What is the dumbest thing you argued with a close friend or family member about? How long did the argument last or is it still going on? Oh, wow. Right? Like, I I don't know. Yeah, but it makes you think. I like that her questions make you think. Yeah. But it's hard. They're Um, intended to make you open up and talk about things. I know, I know, I know. I actually don't really, I can't, I don't know the answer to this question. Well, then I will sit here and process it too, and I'll think about it. Well, like with my family, okay, now, I'm a person who deals with stuff. I don't like elephants in the room. I love real elephants, but the emotional elephants and all that stuff that come along, just talk about what's going on. Just talk about it. I want to hear it because that helps me um, know what you're thinking and where you're standing. But uh, 
my family, they, they don't talk about it. You ask them what's wrong, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. They'll, like, pretend. <sighs> I mean, come on. Like, and it's ongoing. It's hard to be around a lot of my family, and I love them with all my heart. And all the extra judgment aside, you know, if until you're ready to deal with stuff and talk about what's really going on, I don't have nothing to say. Yeah, my dad's side of the family is like you know? that, too. They never talked about a single thing. Like, yeah. And then my mom's... My mom was so totally, like it was totally different with her. It was like yeah. you talk about everything and anything to a, almost to a fault where you're like, okay, I need a little, I need some time to process before I talk. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I feel that. I I always say you're both right, you're both wrong. But if the other person's not willing to talk or listen, then they're wrong and you're right. Yeah. You know, so you you have to you have to always talk and be open. Yeah, I can't even tell you the dumb stuff now. I feel like I don't remember any of them. So I think the dumbest argument that I've ever had with a friend. Does it say friend and family member? Friend or family. Okay, so the dumbest argument I've ever had with a friend. And I'm just going to put it out there. And I don't give a shit what the hell comes from it. And I know you're going to get pissed off at me. Is the dumbest argument I've ever gotten into with a friend was Christine and I. That was the dumbest thing that has ever happened in my life. That was so stupid. Like, I can't control my sister. Sorry, but I can't. Yeah, I mean, I thought the what you said and the subsequent reaction to what was said was very out of proportion. It was. It was blown up to be something that should not have been blown up to be when my sister is telling me she's going to do something. I said, you do you because... I can't control her. Yeah. What am I supposed to... You do you is not giving permission either. It's not like you were saying... Yeah, it's kind of like brushing it off. Yeah. Like, you ain't gonna fucking listen to me, so you do whatever the hell you want to. That was (laughs) the dumbest thing that I've ever been in an argument about. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, Stacey's like, like, hey, can we move on? No, I'm just saying. I was. It was. It was nuts. I mean, I... I didn't think... I thought it was very silly. And then you guys ended up, like, it was like, for what purpose, you know? Yeah. You guys just, like, well, didn't talk, and it was stupid, and you didn't come to the bar, and then that was stupid, and then you got drunk one night, and you talked it over. Like, it just seems so dumb, and wasted all the time. Like, that's what I hate. I got into yeah. a really dumb friend with, uh, I got into an arg- a really dumb argument with my friend Krista, my really good friend Krista, about, like, I was just, she had broken up with a guy who was still friends with my boyfriend, and, um... I was just like butthurt because I felt like she was only like hitting me up to find out about him and stuff and instead of just like handling it like an adult I just didn't and we ended up like not talking for a while and it sucked because she was one of my really good friends she's who I'm going to visit in April and I like love her to death she yeah cancer two different kinds of cancer she beat brain cancer and thyroid cancer yeah and that's my thing like Christine and I were close and now we're not that close because of something that I had no control over. So it kind of sucks that you waste all that time. And then it's never going to be the same because I don't hold grudges. Like, I'll for, I'll forgive people, but I don't forget things. And I can't completely trust you anymore because you cut me out of your life. Barred me from the bar. Took me away from my friends. Made all my friends block me on Facebook. Like, okay, there's Petty... And then there's really fucking petty psycho bitch. (laughs) 
and she turned into a really fucking petty psycho bitch. <laughs> Clearly, you still feel some type of way. I do feel some type of way because she was a friend. She, her, and I were very close, and I opened up to her about things. I was honest with her about things, and so, like. I, I just I don't get it. I can't wrap my head around it, and I I can't get answers from her because, you know what I mean? Like, she really wasn't in the right mindset at the time, so she's not going to give me answers because she doesn't really understand it herself. Yeah. Well, sometimes I mean I'm not saying it's right or wrong or there's excuses, but I do know that when you make a mistake, at least when I've made a mistake, sometimes yeah, just own up to it. Sometimes you can't even give an explanation as to why you did what you did, except for I was a fucking asshole and I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, there's I mean, no reason I was petty or I was, like, there's no good reason for it other than I was human. I think usually <laughs> it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, there's stuff that's building up somewhere else, maybe at work or wherever, but somebody says or does something and you just react in well, a totally I mean, wrong exactly way, and that's all it is, without you know? getting into too much detail, but that's exactly what the situation was. Her feelings were hurt, and she was upset, and she felt, she was feeling that for a couple of days, and then she felt in her mind's eye in that moment, like, she took what you said as a betrayal from a friend, and at that moment, a betrayal from a friend was just, like, too much for her to fucking handle. So yeah. she just flew off her rocker and just so happened you were in the way and you were the friend that like it you know what I mean I don't think I think if it was any other person that I would have done the same thing she would have reacted the same way yeah but then also at the same time like I I sit back and I'm like I was a good friend I am a good friend I'm always a good friend like yeah I make mistakes myself but I am a genuinely good person and well then I mean that's on your not and I wouldn't say whatever your decision is but I'm just saying it that's why we're adults and we're allowed to say like oh this person doesn't handle conflict the way that I want my friends to handle conflict so I don't think we can be friends anymore yeah basically yeah most definitely or you know or you don't really care that much like okay some people don't care about how other people handle conflict they can they're just that type of people that's like well you want to throw a tantrum tantrum throw a temper tantrum you don't you don't you know some people have more patience than other people, and stuff. Like Deuce has no tolerance for 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 like he is like a very like you piss him off or whatever he's done. He doesn't need you to be his friend. It's no big deal. Other yeah. people, like I feel like I'm kind of the opposite. Like I'll give you chance after chance, and not not patting myself on the back saying I'm any better than anyone else. It's just I'm not that bothered by stuff, so I'm much more mm-hmm. easy to forgive because it just doesn't. And I think I used to be more easy to forgive until I went through everything I did. Yeah, and it's only with certain stuff, too. Like, I feel like with flying, with what people say, like you saying you do you, like, I would have never taken that to heart because I say dumb shit all the time that I either don't fucking mean or not even thinking about or whatever. So I totally understand when someone says something and they're like, well, I didn't mean it to come off like that or I didn't mean it like that. I well, totally understand that because I say stuff all the time that gets taken the wrong way and doesn't mean it. I hear him say that phrase a lot. Yeah. And I just take it for what it is. Now, sometimes he's joking, you know, sometimes it's just a random phrase, you know. Yeah. But I hear it a lot, so it's not like he never says it. Yeah. Yeah, I say it all the time. 
But also, like, I have little to no tolerance for people who, like, don't text me back, like, if we have plans. Like, that's, like, a thing with me. Like, if we have plans or something and I'm texting you and you don't want to do them, just text me and say you don't want to do them. Don't not text me back. Like, I will get pissed off so easily and I'll have no patience and I'll be on board with you so quickly. You know what I mean? So it's, like, depends on what the situation is. Yeah, very true. Okay, so Stacy, how are you going to weird me out this week? All right, so last week I talked about um, Simpsons predictions that have come true. Oh, yeah. And so what started that was obviously when Donald Trump was elected president, <laughs> there was a whole big thing about the Simpsons predicting that he was going to become president. And so it got me curious about other predictions that have come true for The Simpsons. So I've looked up a couple of lists, and I'm going to read some off to you. Awesome. Okay. So one is Sigrid and Roy's tiger attack. So this was predicted in 1993, and it came true 10 years later in 2003. So um, after Springfield decides to legalize gambling, Mr. Burns opens a casino where German magicians Gunter and Ernst, who are supposed to be Sigrid and Roy, perform a routine seeming to spoof the long-running Las Vegas Sigrid and Roy show. Tragically, in a bit which the animated duo's attacked by their tiger, came to fruition 10 years later when Roy Horn was mauled on stage while by a white Bengal tiger, leaving him partially paralyzed and ending the long-running production. It's crazy. That is crazy. Um, okay, so this one's kind of a stupid one, but it's funny. So FaceTime, predicted in 1995, came true in 2010. In this futuristic episode, Lisa talks with Marge using her phone's video chat capabilities, predicting the popular FaceTime app of... today's iPhones by 15 years. Wow. Um, Faulty voter machines. To be honest, that's probably where Apple stole it from. (laughs) He was like, sold. (laughs) Um, Yeah, right? They probably... We need to do that. Steve Jobs was like, oh, hell no. I got that. When Steve Jobs started the iPhone, he's like, okay, guys, creative team, you have 15 years to figure out how to make FaceTime. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, okay, so faulty voter machines predicted in 2008 came true in 2012. So the bit in a bit inspired by the 2008 presidential election, Homer tries to vote for Barack Obama only to have a voting machine record his selection as John McCain several times. Coincidentally, when it came time for Obama to run a second term in 2012, video footage, video footage emerged of a Pennsylvania machine. Damn. Video footage emerged of a Pennsylvania voting machine switching a vote from Obama to one for his Republican opponent, Mitt Romney. The machine was reportedly taken out of commission. So that's crazy. Same president, too. Obama and Obama. Um, Okay, the God particle. Predicted in 1998, come true in 2012. The existence of the Higgs boson or God particle, a breakthrough that helps explain everything in the universe has mass, wasn't confirmed by physicists until 2012. But according to Dr. Simon Singh, the author of The Simpsons and Their Mathematical Secrets, after Homer decided to become an inventor in the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, he was pictured standing in front of a blackboard with an equation that predicted the mass of the yet-to-be-discovered particle. Wow. Isn't that creepy? Mm. So, quote, 
If you work it out, you get the mass of a Higgs boson that's only a bit larger than the nanomass of, that the Higgs boson actually is. So the equation was only ever so slightly off. Um, it's kind of amazing as Homer makes this prediction 14 years before it was discovered. That is crazy. I mean, I find it, I find it really amazing the like the weirdness behind some of these like you would not really fit like you would wouldn't watch it. And yeah, pick like up who the it. hell is like that? That equation looks familiar. Yeah. Like, um, no, that's so totally true. I like. Good. Thank God for the people who do notice stuff like that because they make the world interesting. Yeah. They document the shit. I just read it aloud. It's almost like the uh, when you, there's like pages and pages of them on the internet, and it's like the mess ups in like movies and TV shows and mm-hmm. stuff. And like I watch the movie and I'm trying to find it, but I can't. But I can see it in the picture. Yeah. But I can't You're see like, it while I'm watching. How the person this? Yeah. Um, okay, so this was that NSA spying scandal. So this was from the Simpsons movie, which was so it was predicted in 2007 when the movie came out, and it came true in 2013. So when the Simpsons family is forced to go into hiding following their escape from the EPA biodome in closing Springfield, the NSA locates Marge and the kids by listening in on one of their conversations. However, it wasn't until six years after the Simpson movies hit theaters that Edward Snowden first blew the whistle on the government mass surveillance of America's phones and internet records. Fucking Snowden. Mm. Da, 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 da. Um, da, 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 So they da, also da. predicted, I'm not going to read this one, but they also predicted smartwatches the same way that they predicted um, the I, FaceTime. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Okay, so America's Ebola outbreak, predicted in 1997, came true in 2014. This installment saw Marge offer to read a depressed Bart, a book titled Curious George and the Ebola Virus. This movement was widely circulated during the 2014 American Ebola outbreak when YouTube user The Controversy 7 created a video laying out a theory revolving around the, Sista- the Simpsons' predictive tendencies. So this wow. was, like, one of the first major ones to hit, like, the internet going around. Oh, okay. So, like, obviously it was talked about again when it predicted Donald Trump, the, the Ebola one. Yeah. Um, FIFA's corruption scandal. <clears throat> Predicted in 2014, came, came true in 2015. Although the World Football Federation representative who asks Homer for help repairing the organization's image isn't explicitly named as a member of FIFA, his arrest turned out to be uncannily similar to those of the real-life FIFA officials who were arrested on corruption charges about a year later. Not to mention, that episode also correctly predicted Germany's defeat of Brazil in the 2014 World Cup. Oh, wow. Greece's debt default, predicted in 2012, come true in 2015. When Homer appears as a guest on the cable news show Headbutt, a ticker <laughs> a ticker runs across the bottom of the screen that reads, Europe puts Greece on eBay. Of course, this was three years before Greece became the first developed country to default to the International Monetary Fund, plunging the country deeper into an economic crisis. Um... Nobel Prize, predicted 2010, came true in 2016. Bent Holmstrom may not have won the Nobel Prize in economics until 2016, 
but one Simpsons character was betting on him six years prior. In a scene from the season 22 premiere in which Martin holds up a scorecard depicting his Nobel Prize betting pool with Lisa, Milhouse and Database, the MIT professor, is clearly marked in one of Milhouse's squares. So literally, that's really cool. So he basically predicted that that guy would win the Nobel Prize in economics six years before he did. I wonder how they are... Like... My, I can't wrap my mind around well, okay, how so, they're doing this. Well, for that one, it's kind of easy, right? So there's probably only a few people in the world who would even be considered for a Nobel Prize for economics. So True. of the four choices, when they're making this fake board of who's, who's like Lisa, Martin, Millhouse, and database, and it's like physics, chemistry, economics, literature, and who they think is going to win the Nobel Prize. I mean, okay. there's really four choices. You know, so they probably just picked the top four best economists there were. You know what I okay. mean? And put them on there. So, some stuff is, like, coincidental. But yeah. still, like, the Donald Trump presidency, which is the next one on here, and that was predicted in 2000 and obviously came true in 2016. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, of all, like, that's crazy. Um, Lady Gaga's halftime show too like this is nuts so predicted in 2012 come true in 2017 nearly five years before Lady Gaga descended from the roof of Houston's energy stadium for the halftime show of Super Bowl 51 what is L-I I think it's 51. 51 the Simpsons doppelganger performed a song for the residents of Springfield while suspended in the air the two mother monsters even wore similar ensembles for their show. And you can see a picture. They're both suspended from the ceiling wearing silver stuff. Yeah, like, it does look very similar. And that was her. So, that's crazy. Um, Alright, so those were some of my favorites. And then I'm going to read a few of Family Guys as well. And I, mean, like, I mean, like, with that though, like, and I'm just going to be a buzzkill and put it out there. Lady Gaga probably seen that. Yeah, and was like, I'm gonna do it. And was like, I gotta add that in there. It's like a, you know, like a nod. Like to a homage to, yeah. This yeah. Is, um, <clears throat> okay, so these are ones from Family Guy. Oh, okay, cool. Push. I just turned my mic off. <laughs> Hopefully, it didn't uh, make a sound. It's, it's working on there. I just hit the button. Oh, okay. Okay, so the show somehow saw Bruce Jenner's sex change coming. So, 20 years ago, no one would have predicted that Bruce Jenner (laughs) would have made the transition, but Family Guy saw this coming. In one clip from 2009, Baby Stewie says to Brian, after the family dog tells him that Bruce Jenner is a man, no, Brian, that's what the press would have you believe, but he's not. Bruce Jenner is a woman, an elegant, beautiful Dutch woman. (laughs) And yet another clip from a 2011 episode, Jenner sexually dances in front of an audience of screaming Navy men. Peter says to the crowd, clearly commenting on Jenner's feminine burlesque moves, just wanted to remind you fellas what you're all fighting for. Um, And so that, the first one was in 2009 and then in 2015 is when Jenner announced her transition to becoming a woman. To Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, so, yes. Um, Stewie screamed about being trapped in Kevin Spacey's basement. 
So during season four of Family Guy in 2005, there's a scene which Stewie is running naked through a shopping mall. He's terrified, screaming, help, I've escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement. And this was in 2005 and in 2017 <laughs> after Anthony Rapp accused Spacey of making sexual advances towards him in 1986 when he was just 14 years old. Um, so basically, like, they called out Kevin Spacey being a child molester in 2005 and it didn't yeah. come out until 2007. Um, I wonder if they have psychics and witches working for him. There's apparently an episode with Robin Williams where he has a suicide plot line and we all know unfortunately in 2014 when Robin Williams committed suicide but apparently in 2012 there's a Family Guy episode called Family Guy Viewer Malt Number 2. There's a feature called Fat Man and Robin <laughs> and it's a plot on the it's like a little take on the fable of King Midas uh, the twist here is that Peter's curse is that everything he touches turns into Robin Williams um, the Griffin patriarch ever eventually becomes so crazy he attempts to commit suicide um, so it's not like really Robin Williams committing suicide in the episode but it's still like suicide Robin Williams yeah yeah it's in the plot line um the show links Dick Cheney's hunting accident to Aunt Tonon Scalia's death. Uh, on February 11, 2006, Vice President Dick Cheney accidentally shot Harry Whittington while the friends were out hunting quail during an episode called Meet the Quagmires, which aired on May 7, 2007. Family Guy referenced Dick Cheney's hunting accident. Um... In the episode, Death told Peter that Supreme Court Justice Antonian Scalia had been fatally shot by Dick Cheney in a hunting accident while they went out hunting quail. So Dick Cheney accidentally did shoot his friend. Then in this show, um, Death is saying that instead of shooting his friend, he shoots the Supreme Court Justice. And literally, like, ten years later, around the same time Justice Scalia died at age 79 from natural causes... And the afternoon before, he went quail hunting. Oh. So, in real life, Dick Cheney shot his friend while quail hunting. In the show, they make a joke saying Dick Cheney shot this judge while quail hunting. And then in real life, the judge dies the day after going quail hunting. Freaking weird. That is weird. Um... They reference Paul Walker dying in a car crash in one of their episodes, and that's the last of them. So, um, this was a really creepy. <laughs> that's crazy because, like, so I, those shows I've never seen, like, when they're brand new. Like, that, they're the type of shows that I watch when I just want to have, like, that stupid, mindless comedy, and yeah. I'll, you know, find them on a streaming app or whatever and I'll watch a little bit of them so I've seen them after they've aired yeah so it's like not as like when I see stuff like that or I hear stuff like that I'm like oh okay they referenced that yeah but it was before but it was before mm-hmm. like there's another Simpsons one that I did this one is has a couple different ones this was uh they in 1990 they did an episode where Bart catches a three-eyed fish in a river by the power plant, and, and a decade later, a three-eyed fish was discovered in a reservoir by a power plant in Argentina. Oh wow! 
Um, they also did, there's a 1990 episode where Springfields are protesting Michelangelo's statue of David by putting pants on him, because, you know, he's, like, naked and all his junk's carved. Yeah. And in 2016, there was, like, a big thing in Russia where they voted to clothe a copy of a Renaissance statue that had been in St. Petersburg. Hmm. So, um, oh, and so along with FaceTime, um... The Apple Watch, they also predicted autocorrect. So apparently in one episode, school bullies take go to text Beat Up Martin, and it autocorrects to Eat Up Martha. And that <laughs> is the future of autocorrections, and they predicted that too. Beat Up Martin. <laughs> eat Out Martha. <laughs> oh, eat, I'm pretty sure it said Eat Up. <laughs> I do not think it said Eat Out Martha. I think it said... Um, God, now I gotta find it because what the hell did I just read? <laughs> but it says, uh, I thought you said eat out Martha. No, it wasn't eat out Martha. It was, um, oh my god, there's a bunch of them on this one too. Eat up, I think, I don't know. Eat up Martha, eat up Martha, baby. I can't find it now. I just exited out of it as you were saying that, so whatever. <laughs> All right. So the next producer Tracy question: What is your favorite type? What is your favorite type of game to play with your friends? What is the funniest moment that happened while you were playing? She does. <laughs> she does ask good questions. Uh, I mean, I love playing cards against humanity with my friends. I think that's just a super fun game. Or Monopoly Deal, which is a really fun game. If you've never played it, it's Monopoly, but in card game form, and it is so fucking fun. Yeah, I I like Cards Against Sorry, Humanity. I'm drinking all your drink, Terry, but I'm we, incredibly thirsty, and I forgot to bring my water up. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, we played with uh, Cousin Tracy the other night. We played... Help me out here. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, somebody we have yeah, it's a white fun elephant game. party at school and um I mean at school. <laughs> we have a white elephant party at work and somebody won the what do you mean game. And I have always wanted to know how it was. Was it fun? It, it was fun. What how do you play? What is on the cards? Just blank me. Well they bought all the expansion packs and mixed them all together. So you've got different categories like stoner. Well, that's the best you know. way to play. Yeah, it's also makes it more fun. Yeah. So what is it like a blank meme, and you have to come up? Yeah, with it's a like saying? a blank picture, and then the cards is the saying, and you got to pick. Oh, the okay. So you don't have to make up your own sayings. It's like Cards Against Humanity, where you pick them, but instead of the blank sentence, it's a meme. Yeah. Oh my god, that is probably so fun. <laughs> it is fun. Um, we got to get it for here. If we ever have game nights here again. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than uh, my incident in Tennessee that I already shared. Oh, where you shamed her on chewing? Yeah, where I where I uh, chew shamed her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I am trying to think of another time when there was like a fun, funny moment that happened. Here. Oh, when we were playing, when we were playing What Do You Meme? So, um... Uh, Karen was putting the cards in the box like when we were done with them so they weren't in the pile anymore and a co- one time it was I put them in there because she was doing something else and 
she grabs the box to like put more cards in it and she's like look I got them all backwards and I put them in here wrong I said I did that too (laughs) and she's like no I was the one putting them in there I said I put one in there too she's like well then I don't feel as bad doing it or because we did it together we messed it up together (laughs) (laughs) you had to be there Gosh, come on. I, I think the chewing was funnier. 100%. I was just trying to answer the question. Leave Poor me Jade. alone. I feel bad. Jade, we love you. Love Jade. you, Jade. I don't even know this girl, but I love you. <laughs> I chew really loud, too. It's okay. Um, chew with your mouth closed. <laughs> you probably heard me drinking this whole episode. Please. <laughs> Send me nasty emails because I bet you heard me. Nothing is like that episode where I brought in the airheads and the different drinks and you hear. (laughs) Oh, God, that was the worst. (laughs) Like, that was the whole episode. And then I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, why did I even do this to her? (laughs) She's going to listen to this episode and be like, Terry, I hate you. I am not doing this podcast with you anymore. Get out of my house. See, this is where you're wrong about me. I just don't listen to them until months later. And then I'm like, can't do anything about it. So they're already live and up. She doesn't post anything about it either. I do not. But I don't post anything about nothing. You did. Anything about anything. Nothing about nothing. Nothing about nothing. I don't even know. So does anybody else have an answer to that question? I don't. What is your favorite type of game to play with your friends? What is the funniest moment that happened while you were playing? I have no idea, other than Cards Against Humanity. And usually they're all, the whole night's funny, but I can't remember much the next day, and that's how I like it. <laughs> and don't try to tell a story like I did, because you'll just fall flat on your face. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, you have- you were got a 50% success rate on your stories. I mean... I love your reaction, though, afterwards. You were like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, ah. Everybody else listening is like, crickets chirping. Chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> no, but the chewing story was funny. Hey, Jade. Um, <laughs> okay, I gotta stop. All right, well... Um, so I haven't talked about Stephen King in a while, and there's no update. So there's that. I need to get back on my Stephen King. So thing. speaking of Stephen King, before we go to Doug's weird thing. Oh, you have one? Yeah, I got yes, one today. Oh, I didn't know that. You told him you had to have one. To, so like, he has sign one. off and stuff. Oh, shit. So oh, shit. Stephen King tweeted this, and it caused a lot of controversy. Oh, as a writer, I am allowed to nominate in just three categories. Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Original Screenplay. For me, the diversity issue as it applies to individual actors and directors, anyway, did not come up. That said, I would never consider diversity in matters of art. Only quality. It seems to me that to do otherwise would be wrong. The most important thing we can do as artists and creative people is make sure everyone has their fair shot, regardless of sex, color, or orientation. Right now, such people are badly underrepresented, and not only in the arts. 
You can't win awards if you're shut out of the game. Why did that get a lot of controversy? I feel like that's true. I I felt like it was more positive. Yeah. I felt like it was him saying that these people are not getting recognized as much. However, people took this the opposite way that he was being racist and ignorant towards people of color. Well, I don't know. I guess I just I pretty much just put it on here because I was I was just curious. How old is Stephen King now? I mean, he's like in his sixties, I think. I thought he was like ninety. I was gonna say say maybe. No, he's about my parents' age, somewhere in there. So from what I would have to read it again when I'm not on a podcast and having it like in front of me to like digest what he was saying. But at first listen, it does not sound offensive to me I mean basically he's well it kind of sounded a little contradictory too because in the beginning part he is saying that diversity isn't should it be considered but at the same time he's saying well I think what he's trying to say is don't give awards to uh, art because it's diverse for the sake of diversity's sake, I think he's what he's saying. He's, I think he's saying, yes, give everyone a fair shot no matter where they're coming from. But if the winners are not diverse, don't diversify them just for the sake of diversifying them. And I think that's what he was saying. That, that would be kind of like country music. Like, don't, like, most country music singers are white people. But now you start seeing more black people in different cultures, Asian, coming in and singing country music, you know, whereas before, like, it was generally known to just be mostly white people. But nobody stopped it and said, you can't do it just because you're from another race. It would be like if Darius Rucker won an award for country and... People snuck. Right, or he didn't, or he lost an award for country. Actually, this happened with, like, the Kanye West thing. Like, that was wrong on... Kanye basically did that. Like, he basically took to the stage when Taylor Swift won and did the wrong thing, which was use that public platform to say she shouldn't have won. Yeah. No, she won. She was a hard worker. You know what I mean? And um, who who did he think should win? Beyonce? Beyonce. Beyonce had a... It's fucking Beyonce. I mean, she had a fair shot at winning, you know? She was, like Stephen King said, she had that even playing field. Taylor won because... She freaking won. Like, yeah. It's not for you to go and then say, oh, well. Lover. Right. And I think. Kanye's also in that case. I think that, um, you know, his point behind this, I think you hit it right on the head, was is if you start to consider diversity when it comes to art, then you're not seeing it for the quality of it anymore. Right. And I he's and he's also specifically talking about awards. He's saying like yes. he's not saying like he's basically saying yes, everybody's art should be considered for these awards. Everybody should appreciate it, but don't like shit on the people who won just because their art isn't diverse. Yes. Yeah. Is what I got from that. Yes. So. All right. How are you going to learn us out today? Doug um, I read an article this morning when I was on the computer at work, <coughs> doing absolutely nothing. Where do you work? I work for a trilogy. It's a food flavoring company. Oh, right. I do remember you telling me that. Oh, that's right. We had a whole conversation about food flavoring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing stuff. 
Um, yeah. The article was, why does my husband want sex when I'm sick? Now, when I first glanced at it at work, I read, my husband only wants sex when I'm sick. So I, I was, it kept like bothering me throughout the day. And I went back to the article and skimmed it real fast and got like totally the wrong information. And my mind started thinking on something that really wasn't even there. Cause the real autocur talks about a woman saying, when I'm sick, my husband almost becomes animalistic and trying to force himself on me more than normal. So that, uh, she, give a reason why? Well, no. And she's actually, her just from her view on the article, she sees it as him being selfish. She doesn't even care that I'm sick and not feeling good. He just just keeps pushing for sex, you know? Like maybe when you're sick, (laughs) you excrete some more. Well, I I looked it up. I looked it up and there's tons of articles and talks out there on that subject, you know? And in my mind, it's like maybe because you have a higher temperature and sex feels better, almost like the heat sensation lube like that people your use. Blood is pumping faster under oh, yeah. your skin. Yeah, like, like yeah. A, that energy. Yeah, you're subconsciously you know? picking up on that energy. And maybe it's because the other person's weak and tired and sore and you want to make them feel better sexually, but also imp- overpower them or yeah, something. You have it's a almost the yeah. fetish, a dominance fetish. Yeah. And if your wife's yeah. a bitch most of the time and you want to catch her sick and, you know, like, <laughs> beat her down a few times, you're like, yeah, bitch, you know. <laughs> I can totally see that, you know. And by the but, sounds of that article. Thank God he's gay, ladies, because. <laughs> it's like, by the sound of some, that article, when I read it, I had gotten that impression that she was very. She made it out to be like, I'm sick. And he won't even rub me a warm bath. Yeah. Type of thing. Oh my god. And she's please. the one she's the one that wrote the article. So it's like you just gotta stop for a second. Like <laughs> men are dumb. <laughs> they think with one head only and I, and it's clearly not the head that has the brain in it. <laughs> so women need to stop judging men for not being, you know, completely romantic and all that kind of stuff because it's not always going to happen. Yeah, there's they're more raw, reason, animalistic in nature. Yeah, there's a reason why he is, you know, wanting to have sex with her while she's I want to know the science behind it. Yeah. I want to know the science behind why. Yeah. Was my mucus sexy? I'll Google what that and look like, into it for this week. Are there aphrodisiacs in my snot? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, pheromones. Are you putting off some type of pheromone? That's what you I know mean, what I mean? Right? Like yeah. blood is pumping, you're sweating, you're giving off pheromones. Well, men act yeah. differently when women are on their periods, too. Yeah. You yeah. know? Exactly. That and that, yeah, that's, I can attest to that. That's totally true. Yeah, and sometimes it's weird because you're like, damn, mommy, period. And I'm like, totally going to go get it on right now. Yeah. Like, Earn like, those red wings. <laughs> oh, God, ew. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I'm going to get, I'm gonna get uh, little buttons made like the uh, airlines have for the first flyers. <laughs> and it's going to be red wings. And I'm just going to start handing them out to random guys that have gotten their red wings. <laughs> <laughs> just to always maxi pad that's red. Oh yeah. Yeah, like shapes fat like long ways and then instead of the wings like for this. Yeah, instead of the wings it's a that's maxi like, pad with blood on it. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Uh yeah, but I would it would be interesting to know like the science behind that kind of stuff. 
Or like this is, and this has always freaked me out, but like I've been on birth control since I was 14 and then I stopped, I want to say maybe like nine months ago, close to a year, just because I was on a bunch of arthritis medicine too and I was like then taking medicine for my anxiety and I was just like, there's so much medicine going in me. The last thing I need is birth control. Like I've been in my relationship for seven years. We're safe, whatever. So I stopped taking birth control, and um, this didn't happen, but it still freaked me out as I was reading something, and it said, like, you can start dating someone, like, when you're on birth control, stop your birth control, and then not be attracted to them anymore because your birth control basically, like, tricked you into, like, uh being attracted to someone who you would not have normally found attractive at a pheromone level. Like, not at a subconscious level, but at a hormone pheromone level. Like, the person that you would normally be attracted to because you have different hormones being pumped into you. It's like you're throwing off your natural sensor. So you might actually end up being with someone who you may not have naturally chosen. Like, if you were on a blind date with five people... You know what I mean? And you picked number two, and it worked out. Had you not been on birth control, it could have been a totally different situation. Or, like, there's yeah. been things where women, like, end up breaking up with their significant others or having, like, issues going off of birth control with their libido and stuff because they just are, like, you know, they don't have the hormones in them anymore. It's yeah. Kind of scary. You have it's to really bone for a whole year so you really get to know somebody. Yeah. You know, in all their stages. All their stages. <laughs> Okay. Scare stage, honeymoon stage, Wolf terrified stage, stage. <laughs> Wolf <moon> stage. <laughs> <laughs> drunk stage, <laughs> crying stage, epic angry stage, makeup sex stage. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few. Valentine's Day. <laughs> I can't even anymore. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Dog's birthday. <laughs> Dog so. in the room. So, uh, I have a quote of the week this week. Oh, you're doing a quote of the week? I actually love this quote. I used to think that the worst thing in life was to end up alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people who make you feel alone. Robin Williams. That's a good quote. It is a good quote. Mm. It's also kind of depressing, though. It is. He he was giving us back then when he said it. He was giving us a glimpse, and nobody was paying attention to him. Yeah, you know they only paid attention to one thing about Robin Williams. You know his com- comedy, the funniness, but they never looked really through the mirror. I mean, who does that? I mean, you know, hard, that he was a celebrity. We have a hard enough time doing that with our own friends. You know, like how many how many like how many of your real friends do you check one when they say they're like depressed and shit I mean I know I go through my own shit so there's maybe like one or two people who I actually will remember to take the time out of the day and check on if I remember them saying that they were upset yeah Um, but you know it's hard but yeah that's so true he was giving us like a glimpse yeah so we have some announcements. Okay. We are going to have our first deep dive episode coming in February of 2020. Awesome. Oh, or, wow. Like you totally freaked me out. I said right on. 
Uh, tech episodes are coming in March of 2020, and we're currently developing some YouTube shows, so we'll have more information on that coming soon. You won't see me in them. Hey! <laughs> it's like, I'm like, and maybe I'll guest light. Guest light? No. What is the word? Guest star? Guest star. Guest oh, definitely, light. definitely. <laughs> guest star. It's a part of the OTBP family, so you're going to have to do it. I'm going to show my face eventually. So you can find Stacy on Snapchat at Stacy H S T A C E Y Y H S T A C E Y Y H. Yeah, but I'm like really shitty about social media, so. <laughs> so you can find Terry on well me. God, <laughs> you can find Terry. I'm talking. You can find this asshole on Twitter and Instagram at Terry. What is it again? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. You say it every week and I could not even tell you if you paid me money. If somebody had a gun in my head right now and was like, what's Terry's Instagram? I would literally be dead. Uh, Terry Miller 91. Terry is spelled T-E-R-R-Y-Y. Stealing my double Y, asshole. I did. Actually, I did. That's exactly why I made it YY. Brood. Uh, no. Yeah. It's called borrowing. <laughs> You'll get it back eventually. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Yes. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah. 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 So, bad yeah. out, bitch. <laughs> you can also connect with me on Snapchat. Spindy27. Spindy is S-P-I-N-D-I. I was about to say, I swear if you double Y your Snapchat, I'm snap you. No. Bigfoot does exist. Doug, do you want to give your stuff? No. Okay. Don't follow Paul. He doesn't like people. I love... Paul doesn't like people, but Doug does. (laughs) (laughs) Paul just wants to be left alone, but never happens because Doug's just an overexcited little twat. It's just jumping around him and he just has to control him. (laughs) God damn it. You can also follow OTBP on Facebook at... O-T-B-P-P or Facebook.com slash O-T-B-P-P. If you listen to the podcast on the Purple Podcast app, please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Stay true and stay weird. Bye. Oh, and follow the Instagram at Off the Beaten Path. Stay true and stay weird. <laughs> no! <laughs> Bye! Bye!